Welcome to Springs and Roots. Many times in our fast-paced world, we don't have time for those God conversations that refresh us and bring life. The Springs and Roots podcast is an ongoing conversation between two friends demonstrating how our faith informs our lives. The roots of a tree hold it fast in place so that it won't be moved, while springs are fresh waters that bring life. The Springs and Roots podcast is meant to stir you up and refresh you as you continue to grow deep roots in God. Now let's jump into today's conversation with Linda Reed and Casey Watson. Hey friends, welcome. Today we are just going to get into the word and honestly this is one of the reasons why Casey and I wanted to start this podcast is because when we get together, usually we're talking about our lives, but we're talking about our lives in the word and sometimes it's just all about what's God been saying to me lately in my quiet time Mm -hmm. and Casey basically has been wrecking me with the quiet time she's been having. (laughs) She's coming over here and telling me and I'm like, hold on, hold on, hold on, we got to get this, um, we got to get this to the podcast. (laughs) So really, that's what we just want to do today. We're just going to kind of, Casey's going to share a little bit about what the Lord's been speaking to her, and we're just going to get right into it. See where it goes. That's right. So I've been reading in Mark. I've been on this journey of wanting to know Jesus in a different way, not just his teachings, Mm -hmm. not just his miracles, but as a person. Yes. And so for whatever reason, I landed in Mark. Um, for that. He has these asides that you don't see. You see him in Matthew, but Luke and John don't really have all these little asides. Mm -hmm. And Mark has these little like moments where it's Jesus pulling the disciples aside or, you know, having private conversation with them. You kind of get the inner scoop, I feel like. Mm -hmm. And it's been really refreshing. I've just been paying attention to every time it uses a descriptive word about Jesus. Like he was filled with compassion or he sighed or those kinds of things and honing in on them. But this week, what has just captured me was um, from Mark 9. Um, Jesus uh, was talking to his disciples. He'd pulled them aside. He wanted to teach. It says he was teaching them privately or teaching them alone. And he's predicting his death for the second time. And he says, as the Son of Man will suffer, will die, will rise. And it says, Mark 32, 932, it says, But they did not understand what he meant and were afraid to ask him about it. And I was kind of just, it stopped me in my tracks as I was reading that. (laughs) They were afraid. Like, here they are walking with their friend. And they have been for years now at this point. Yeah. And they're afraid to ask him. Mm -hmm. And so it kind of sent me on this, like, okay, well, what were they afraid of? Why were they afraid? Because the first time he asked, or the first time he predicted his death, uh, he reprimanded Peter kind of publicly. Mm-hmm. And so I thought, oh, maybe they were just embarrassed because... Yeah, Peter didn't want to make the same mistake twice. <laughs> we will not repeat it, right? We're yes. not going to get yelled at. I don't know what he's talking about dying. I'm not going <laughs> to ask him. <laughs> but when I look in Matthew, when I look at the same passage in Matthew, which is in Matthew 12, Matthew describes it as the disciples were filled with grief. Mm. So I don't... I mean, I'm making a large assumption here that the fear they were feeling wasn't because of embarrassment, but was rather like they were afraid to ask a question because maybe they were afraid what the answer would be. Yes. Like deep down, if they know, uh, if they know the prophecies of old, right, mm-hmm. then they know that there's going to be 
a piercing, a dying, right? Mm-hmm. They know what's coming. They know. Yeah, it might have all finally started coming together, mm-hmm. you know, at that yeah. moment. And that's what they, they were afraid because of grief. Yeah. So I guess what I have landed on was just how often do I not ask because I'm afraid of the answer? Because I either already know it or I'm unsure of it or what it might like require of me, mm-hmm. <laughs> whatever answer he What pains. pain it might make you feel. Yeah. What is this going to bring up? And I've just really been stuck there. And so I don't know. Do you have insight? Do you have? Well, as you're talking, so um, a friend of mine just literally this week said to me, um, they're doing a study and uh, like a Bible study at church and the Bible study keeps bringing up their childhood. Mm. And they don't like it. Yeah. And they're like, I don't want to think about my childhood because it was so bad. But as you're talking, that's what I'm, I'm thinking now. I want to go back to the friend and say, I think maybe you're afraid to ask God the answers. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, why? Yeah. When you ask the answer that you still have to go through the process of pain, which, like you're saying with the disciples, I think they were finally getting it, like you said. Yeah. And that's why that grief is because they were finally realizing, oh, he didn't come to rule and reign right now, he actually came to give his life and that made them very sad. Why? Because just what you said about us. Yeah. It's not the answer that we want. Yeah. That wasn't what they wanted. Yeah. They they were like, Hey Jesus, um, <laughs> what side of what side of your hand are we gonna sit on? You know, yeah. like they, they were ready for that. Yeah. And I think that speaks to our human nature is mm-hmm. that our human nature always honestly we go to comfort. We go to ease. Mm-hmm. We go to what's yep. easy in life. Yeah. And that is not the nature of God. No. But you know what? Sorry, saying? guys. I know. <laughs> sorry to break that news, too. Yes, I'm sorry. <laughs> this is news. I say it laughing, but it literally is no. true. Well, if you've watched with him for any amount of time. You know it. I mean, he wants good for us, but sometimes good feels bad. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> uh, the interesting thing about this is Jesus um, doesn't only predict his death, but he predicts his resurrection. Mm-hmm. I mean, and he even says, like, in three days. After three days, he will rise, right? Mm -hmm. This is what it says. These are his words. He's talking about the son of man, which is himself. That's how he referred to himself. He says, they will kill him. And after three days, he will rise. They focus on the first part, right? The suffering and the death. And he even says, like, like in, in the scripture, a lot of times we don't, there's no guarantee. Mm -hmm. We don't, we have, we don't know when Jesus is going to come back. We don't know how long our suffering, like there's no promise of an end to stuff, except in this, he says, he gives them the time he frame. He gives them the time frame. Yeah. And I just was laughing at that. Like they kind of get stuck mm-hmm. on this first part. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, if you're reading the gospel, if you're reading, you know, Mark or Matthew or any of the gospels really, but specifically Matthew and Mark kind of cover it. Everything leading up to this is like, he's feeding the 5,000. He's walking on the water. Chapter 6, verse 56 says, he heals all who touch him, right? He casts out demons. He feeds 4,000. And then he's transfigured right before, you know, the eyes of Peter, Mm -hmm. James, and John. Like they see him. They Mm -hmm. see him in his glory, right? And still they focus on the first part. Yes. They still, like they have seen him walk perform these miracles. They've seen him do all this. They've walked with him. They know him intimately, mm-hmm. but yet they're still focused on the negative part. And when the first prediction happens, when Jesus first predicts his death and he, re- Peter rebukes him, the words that Jesus says to him, 
He says, you are a stumbling block. He says, you do not have in mind the things of God, but the things oh, of man. man. I think it was so convicting to me. Like this idea that first of all, I'm afraid to ask the question because I'm afraid of the answer and what mm. it will require. But also at the same time, I witnessed his goodness in my life. Mm-hmm. I have been, I've had a front row seat to his faithfulness. Mm-hmm. I have had a front row seat to him, to him moving in my life and, and in other people's lives too, mm-hmm. not just my own, right. but yet I still focus, I'm, I still focus on that first part and I forget the God who did all of these things can do that and more. Mm. And if he's faithful to do those things, he's faithful to do. So it's just that, man, just that deep, like, I want to get to a place where I'm not afraid to mm. ask the question, even even when it costs me something. Because it will. Yes. I mean, right before this, he's talking about you got to take up your cross. It, you got <laughs> He who saves his life will lose it, right? Yes. Um, so, you know, there's a cost. I think that this is the struggle that we have with first, yes, we see the pain in the beginning, but then that's where we have to believe. Yeah. So that's what it is. I think they had a hard time believing that he was going to rise from the dead, even though they had seen him rise other people from the dead or raise other people from the dead. And that's what, that's where our faith has to kick in. Yeah. Uh, what is that one song? You know, I've I've seen you move the mountains. You did it you, one time. You'll do it again. Do Sorry, it again. I don't know the other words, yeah, but no, like I know you'll do it again. Yeah, and that's why it's our faith that is so important that we constantly have to build our faith. You know, yep. by listening to the word, by feeding ourselves the word of God, because we will never go through that pain unless we, if if the Lord requires pain. Sometimes it's just Sometimes uncomfortable. Right. Sometimes it's just just downright just the little bit of uncomfortableness <laughs> that we don't want to go through. It doesn't always have to be pain, but but we don't want to go through whatever it is that's not yeah. easy. Maybe is the way I should say it, um, because we aren't engaging our faith to say, I don't know how, and that's the thing is. They're probably yeah. like, how? Right. How are you going to raise from the dead? Yeah. I can't explain it, so therefore I can't yeah. believe it. And yeah. again, that is what God wants from us in our daily lives. This yeah. isn't like, oh, Right, even, this isn't just all the big things. No, this is, yes, the little tiniest things. Like an example is your children. Yeah. Just having faith when God says, or well, okay, just a very basic example, your kids have to grow up. So it's our job to equip them to grow up. That's very hard for parents to let their little child like drive. Like for me, (laughs) as just having, you know, my fourth one get his license, you know, every part of me wants to be like, I don't really want him driving. I don't really want this, but I know he has to drive and I have to engage my faith and say, Lord, I trust you. You've got my kids. I mean, that's, and he doesn't get better without doing it. No, he doesn't get better. And so you have to exercise. We have to exercise our faith even when we don't, you know, understand And I think that's what it is. It's always remembering, okay, it's okay that I don't know how you're going to do this, God. I just trust that you're going to do this. And therefore, I'm going to take whatever action it is that you have asked me to by faith. And believe, like I said, you don't even know what you're believing sometimes. You're literally just believing on his character. Like, it's his goodness. Yes. I don't know how you're going to do it, but you're good. Like Jesus told him, like you said, three days I'm going to rise. That was very specific. Yeah. But the truth is, most of the time, we don't get specific. We don't. We get, God says, do this, and we have no idea what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Well, I think for me, I think I hyper-focus on what he hasn't done. Mm-hmm. Right? 
rather mm-hmm. than what he has done. Mm-hmm. I kind of just get focused on what, what he hasn't this? done yet, what's right. incomplete, or what I'm afraid that maybe is something I want that isn't his will or isn't his in his plan and his desire. And mm-hmm. I think I, I tend to, my personality is I hyper-focus on that. Mm-hmm. How can I fix it? How can I make this happen? How can right. I, whatever. And then that striving comes in. And when you're in a place where you're striving and, and then that's, for me, that's worry and all that. And then that's a lack of faith, right? Mm-hmm. That takes away the, and faith is obedience. I think we tend to think that faith is just making a decision to believe. Faith really is in, it's, it's an act. It's Faith an act, works. and it's and it's the nitty gritty. It's mm-hmm. the si- it's waiting it out in the silence. Mm-hmm. It's it's taking a step forward when that feels terrifying and scary, and mm-hmm. you don't know what's next. And sometimes it's easy. Sometimes it comes simply. And yeah. I would love to get to a place where, be you know, because I've exercised that muscle, <laughs> it's not so hard to mm-hmm. to take that step every time. Maybe it gets a little bit easier, but. I don't know if that's really the life that he's promised us. I think it'll always be a little bit difficult mm-hmm. because as he said, we see as man sees, yes. we don't see the bigger picture. Mm-hmm. We're looking at, okay, now there's going to be pain and suffering, not only for someone that, you know, the disciples loved, but they knew that that would then be pain and suffering for, for them. them. Right. So I think, you know, especially as parents, we can relate to that, mm-hmm. but it's a letting go and trusting that we haven't seen the fullness of this and paying attention to the second part of the statement. Yes. He will rise. That's right. The promise is there too. And I think one of the keys to living that life is trying to, to constantly set our mind. The scripture says, set your mind on things above where Christ is sitting, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and seek the things which are above. And so it's, we seek how often <laughs> do we seek yeah. what's in front of us or the things of the world or, or natural yeah. things, which obviously there's nothing wrong with taking care of, you know, your natural life. We, we should do that as good stewards of the life that God's given us. But when we set our mind higher and we say, okay, Lord, Lord, I know this is going to be difficult. Will you help me? Yeah. Will you help me? And yeah. will you help me go through this? There's a scripture that says God is our helper. God is our helper. So we can say, yeah. God, this is really hard. I need your help. I need you to help me today yeah. in this situation. And he'll do it. Yeah. Well, and I think that sometimes I come back to it again and again for my own life. I think the reason I don't ask the question is because I probably already know the answer. Mm-hmm. Maybe not every time, mm-hmm. but a lot of times I know or I have an idea and I'm not happy with it. And so rather than, like you're saying, just being honest and saying, can you help me understand mm-hmm. this? Can you help me walk this out? Can you help me? Mm-hmm. I just don't ask the question. <laughs> and what I miss out, you know, what do I miss out on? Because right. I because I don't, because I don't pursue it, because I don't pursue him. And it's sort of just like Adam and Eve in the garden. When, when he comes, we're afraid. And what do we do? We're, we hide. And actually, even after this, after he predicts his death, and they're afraid. The next couple of passages or sections that follow are the disciples start arguing about who's going to be the greatest among them. Mm-hmm. And then the next section after that is they rebuke a man for preaching in Jesus's name. And so what we see here is fear that right. is unconfessed, right? Mm-hmm. Undiscussed, yes. which then creates a wedge in their own hearts, which drives a wedge in their community and they're infighting, right? Now mm-hmm. they're all arguing yes. over who's yes. going to be the greatest. Yeah. And then an arrogance. I mean, I don't know that it's an arrogance, but it kind of sounds like sounds that. Like I think it, it's yeah. John who comes and he's like, 
Yeah, John. He says, we saw a man driving out demons in your name, and we told him to stop. Aren't you proud of us, Jesus? (laughs) Jesus is like, don't stop him, right? If he's not against us, he's for us, Right. right? And I just think, you know, when we allow fear to go unchecked in our lives, we do stupid things. We make stupid decisions. It's very true. And other th- and it stirs up other things. Fear is kind of like it's the gateway drug, yeah. right? <laughs> and but it is in a way. And it's like we don't drug. deal with it. We don't deal with what is in front of us. We allow it to fester. We allow those questions to go unanswered. And what it really is is we're taking a step out of a line meant yes. with him. And so then one step, you know, can can take us miles off track in the end. Mm-hmm. So it's really just constantly stepping back in line. Jesus, I submit to you. I submit to you. Even in my fear yes. of what's coming, even in the unknowing, I submit to you. And and I confess that I'm afraid. I confess that I don't like what's coming. I confess that there's pain. But I trust you, and it's just constantly stepping back in line, stepping back in line, yes. bringing it to his his feet, his throne. Because because we don't want to be the stumbling block. I mean, he, he flat <laughs> out told Peter, you are a stumbling block to me. Peter was a stumbling block to Jesus, Ooh. to what he was doing, right? And it makes That's me, intense. Mm-hmm. It makes me think of that passage that we talk about a lot about the soil, mm-hmm. and it was how the uh, seed fell on rocky soil, but it was received with joy, but it it didn't grow roots because they were offended by the word. Yes. Right. And Mm -hmm. it's a stumbling block. We become our own, the own stumbling block in this process Mm -hmm. to what he's doing. Yes. That's really intense. And I love just what you said about you become, you're becoming a stumbling block to me, Jesus said. And that goes back to where you started with you know, wanting to know Jesus as a person. Yeah. And so remember in the garden, he said, Lord or father, if you can take this cup from me. Yeah. And so he can, you know, sympathize with us in our humanity. Jesus went to the father. Hey, this is really hard. Yeah. I'm freaking out. Basically I'm sweating drops of blood. I'm freaking out. I need you. Mm -hmm. And what did God do? He sent, he says he sent ministering spirits or angels to minister to Jesus in the garden. But Jesus submitted. He said, not your will, but mine. And he he had the victory. He confessed. He confessed it. He confessed. He admitted, but then he submitted. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, So that's really the process. I think that you're, I don't know, just that you're highlighting through what they didn't do, you know, because that's how we learn too. We learn from what people do and what they don't do, but that's, that's intense. And the scripture I keep thinking about as we're talking is why did Jesus do it for the joy that was set before him? And that goes back to what you're saying, the two parts of it. Mm -hmm. We only look at the first part. What's he asking us to do? But what, let's look at the other part, which is the joy set before us which is the pleasure of God, the will of God, the victory of God in our lives. I mean, basically everything good. Yeah. And I don't know, this, this is maybe a silly thing, but I always think about labor and going through birth, you know, birthing class beforehand. Mm -hmm. And I remember her telling us like, don't clench up against the pain, relax into it. And I remember like in the middle of labor thinking, (laughs) yeah, right. (laughs) But when I actually did do that, it does hurt less. It did yeah. hurt less. Mm-hmm. Those contractions, those birthing pains mm-hmm. do hurt less when you just let go mm-hmm. and let them wash over you. Mm-hmm. There is, when you're 
tensing up against them and fighting them. It has to, it, that wave. The tense, yeah. the tenseness hurts you. Yes, it, it has to, the wave has to fight harder to get through mm-hmm. your body, right? Mm-hmm. But that's exactly this. Yes. The feeling that that release of saying, I'm getting off this roller coaster yes. is exactly the feeling that asking the question is, yeah. it is a letting go. It is a, okay. It's a falling back and floating in the water yes. kind of a feeling. It's like, I'm just going to let this go because you have it. And that is so much easier in the long run. I could mm-hmm. live my life a tensed ball of messed up nerves mm-hmm. or I can just let go. Yes. I can open my hands, raise them to heaven and say, Jesus, you have this. I will follow your ways. Put them light, be a lamp into my feet and a light into my path. And, and I'm going to trust you. I will ask the hard questions. I will ask the hard questions even when I'm afraid and I will trust you. Amen to that, because I like it. <laughs> Thanks for joining us this week on Springs and Roots. If you enjoyed this episode, share it with a friend. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and leave a review on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you may listen. We look forward to chatting with you next week on the Springs and Roots podcast.